The enemy would love for you to believe that no one else in this world has insecurities, that the person that you look up to the most is flawless and has no insecurities and they do everything right. He would love for you to believe that narrative. I was reminded by a pastor about John 10 and 10 and it says, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. Sometimes the enemy doesn't have to necessarily kill you. If he can destroy your confidence, if he can steal your joy, if he can take away your hope that you can overcome certain fear, if he can keep you believing that you are unusable by God just because you have insecurities, that you are incapable of going after your goals and desires, if he can keep you in that state of mind, he doesn't have to kill you because you will not fulfill your purpose if you believe that you are unusable by God just because you have insecurities. Some of us have dealt with our insecurities. Some of us have a ton of insecurities and we allow them to control and manipulate our lives. And although we know that's what the enemy wants, that's not what God wants for you. So in today's episode of the Woman Intentionally podcast, we're going to talk about insecurities. Okay, ladies, so this one is a bit of a touchy subject, but I think it's so important for us to talk about insecurities because we all have them. But if you just go by what you see on social media, you'll probably start to believe that people don't have insecurities, that they get it right all the time. I've even had people tell me, you just, I don't know how you do it. How do you do all the things? It's like, you're just so brave and all these things. And I'm like, no, I mess up all the time, but I keep going. No, I be afraid sometimes, but I just figure out a way to push through. Like, I'm not going to let that stop me. Like, I'm always messing up and getting it wrong, but I'm also getting it right. And so over years of working on these things, I have learned to develop some security, not in myself, but in God. And so today I want to talk about insecurities, the root of it, how it affects us, how we can start to cope with and overcome insecurity so that God can still get the glory in our lives. Y'all know I love definitions, so we're going to start by defining insecurity. It is defined as a lack of confidence in oneself, uncertainty about abilities, goals, or if other people really like you, feeling inadequate or not good enough pretty sure if you take a second to think about somebody that is insecure you someone will probably pop up in your mind it may not necessarily be you you'll probably be able to think of some things that you've seen insecure people do um some of those things include negative self-image they look at themselves in a negative way um Constant self-criticism, always criticizing yourself, your behavior, what you're doing, always seeking approval, needing validation all the time, always trying to do things to get kudos or a good job, um, competitiveness, um, jealousy, envious or envy, not able to be really happy for other people. They struggle with intimacy. Some of the patterns that you see in insecure people. These are some of the patterns that you may see in yourself. I know for me, Um, When I was insecure, some of the ones that came up for me was envious. Like I wasn't really able to be happy for people. I used to call Facebook fake book. Oh, that's fake book. Everybody on there living fake lives because my life wasn't what I wanted it to look like. And I was thinking that everybody else was the same thing, just faking about it. When in reality, people are genuinely happy out here. I just wasn't genuinely happy. So that was showing up in my life because I was insecure. Um, I was 
always criticizing myself. I feel like I had a negative self-image. I, I looked at myself in a negative way. People pleasing was a really big one for me, always needing the approval of other people and, and all of those things. So those are some of the ways insecurity showed up in my life. I didn't think that I was beautiful. And so I didn't really like other people that were beautiful, that I thought were beautiful. I felt myself being jealous of them or envious of them. When you take time to think about yourself and think about, you know, how some of these things may show up in your life, it's important to realize that like, these things can impact your relationships, your your life in general, how you go after goals, what you think you can accomplish and all of that stuff. And so we need to deal with our insecurities because they affect our soul. They affect our mind, our will and our emotions, how we think, how we feel um, and how we operate, what we're willing to do and not willing to do. All of these things are affected by our insecurities. And so insecurities, if you don't deal with them, they prevent you from fully accepting yourself. You won't truly be able to be happy with yourself until you do the next thing. Uh, when I write this book, I'll be happy. When I achieve this rank, I'll be happy. When I uh, reach $100,000, when I get the husband, when I get the kids, all of these things prevent us from genuinely being happy with ourselves right where we are. They prevent us from receiving love from other people. Um, it's because we doubt that they are genuine. We doubt that they really mean it when they say they love us. Um, we're always suspicious, like side-eyeing people. You side-eyeing your husband because you don't really like the way you look, so you think he don't like the way you look, and you think he gonna like the way somebody else look. Girl, I've been there, okay? <laughs> I've been there, okay? So insecure. Um, and that was affecting my ability to trust him that was affecting my ability to um, be happy with myself because it's always going to be somebody prettier than you, right? I don't care how beautiful you are. Girl. There's someone more beautiful. Okay. So if you don't deal with your insecurities, you're going to be in a constant state of like not being happy with yourself and always feeling jealous of other people. So girl, we got to We got to deal with it. Sometimes our insecurities are based on things that we cannot change. For example, one of my insecurities growing up was the fact that I was dark around my mouth. I'm still dark around some areas of my mouth. Um, from a little girl, I was teased for having a mustache and looking like a man. And I'm like, I literally have no hair on my lip. I just am dark around my mouth. But because I was teased about it so much and picked on about it, it really created this insecurity in me that like, you're ugly, you like a man and all of this stuff was, um, was the way I started to think and feel about myself. Um, and it was like something that I could not change. I couldn't change the way I couldn't change the color of my skin. I couldn't change my teeth. I couldn't change these things that people had pointed out about being imperfect and, and made fun of me for. I couldn't change any of those things. So it's like at some point I had to come to a point place of saying, am I going to be unhappy for the rest of my life? Or am I going to embrace who I am and what God then gave me and figure out a way to really love it? Right. Are there ways I can enhance it? Mm, I got some braces. Girl, I ain't with my retainer. And now we crooked again. But guess what? I love them. Do you hear me? Um, but yeah, so it's like, how can you enhance what you have to maybe make you feel better? But at the end of the day, you know, sometimes insecurities come because of things that we cannot change. Insecurities are sometimes rooted in comparison, comparing ourselves to other people where they are in life. You're looking at your classmates who just got degrees and you haven't gotten yours yet. They ain't got no kids. They just got married and it looks like they're taking trips all around the world. Now you jealous. 
I'm not, I mean, I'd never thought any of these things back in the day. Okay. I'm, I heard a friend say that they, you know, felt like this sometimes, you know, every now and then, but yeah. So you are comparing yourself to other people. They're getting promoted before you. Uh, their body is better than yours. All of this comparison, you know, and you don't even understand their life or what they've been through. You're just comparing yourself to them based on what you see which is very very unfair to you but insecurities do that and that's why the enemy that's why satan loves you to have insecurities okay insecurities also make you feel undeserving undeserving or unworthy of love when you are insecure the first person that comes along and loves you with your insecurities or the things that you feel insecure about it's almost like they're doing you a favor. Oh my gosh, you like me and I look like this. You like me and I, I'm like this or nobody has ever liked me and you like me. Oh my goodness, I must love you. I remember because I had never experienced love, not even from like my father, um, going into relationships and feeling like I had to put up with anything just because someone took a chance and liked me or was claiming me or or was showing me affection and attention and because and because they were showing me affection and attention I ignored a lot of red flags because I was just so happy to be loved regardless of my insecurities and so um insecurities will have you thinking that you are not worthy or deserving of love so you just you just tolerate anything but sis let me tell you right now you are deserving of love with your insecurities okay but we're gonna get into that let's keep going all right you never really get to know yourself because you're people pleasing and you have fear of judgment when you're insecure you just kind of doing whatever you need to do to make people happy right are you okay always checking the temperature in the room this was me even recently I realized like um, people pleasing stuff and still even working through people pleasing now in this phase of life because it has been a part of me for so long but always concerned about how others are feeling can you do something to make them happy or I'm not good enough so I'm gonna do what I need to do in order for you to like me it can be stressful because you never get to truly be yourself you never feel valued for who you are as you begin to get a relationship with God and you recognize his unending love for you You'll be able to embrace who you are, but also give him an opportunity to heal you in those areas um, that you may feel insecure about. Of course, I can't name where every insecurity comes from, but I wanted to talk about some of the common uh, places that insecurities come from. Sometimes insecurities can come from childhood trauma. They can come from rejection, like being rejected by a parent or a loved one or friends, school rejection, boyfriends rejecting you or husbands rejecting you. Body image preferences, like you prefer not to have big boobs, but you got them and now you're insecure about it or it's nothing that you can really do about it. Your teeth, right? Like I was telling you, my teeth was an insecurity for me, but it was like something that I couldn't really do anything about for a very long time in my life because I couldn't afford braces. And so it was a big insecurity for me uh, from childhood. Um, lack of emotional support, not really being supported in your emotions as a child or even as an adult in marriage and relationships or in friendships. Um, never accepting, processing and forgiving past experiences can cause us to be insecure when we've been hurt. Um, it can cause us to um, go into relationships with that hurt and hold that against other people. When we don't forgive, we can feel insecure because we think that other people are going to hurt us the same way. Example of that is um, 
An example of that I always use is because I felt abandoned by my father before really dealing with that. Every time me and my husband would get into an argument, I would, in my mind, be so frustrated and, and angry. And we need to talk about this now. We need to do this now. Um, because subconsciously I felt like he was going to abandon me because we had gotten into it and we were upset with each other. And so in my mind, I was feeling like I was about to be abandoned. So I'm, I'm, ex you know, I'm mad. We need to talk right now, even though it wasn't the time to talk, I couldn't see beyond, you know, we need to do this right now. So I could feel secure because I was insecure because I had been abandoned and I thought that was about to happen again. And so working through those issues and understanding that you know and then expressing it to him like I think that this is why I think I react this way in certain situations because I feel like you're gonna leave and he was like no I just don't agree with you I don't agree with you and you know that's really just it I'm not going anywhere even him saying that made me feel more secure in my marriage recognizing that that was an area that I felt insecure in and then working through that to start feeling more secure. Um, the people we love can make us feel insecure when they don't love us how we think we or feel we should be loved. Um, and then another thing we have to consider is that while we have experienced insecurities because of other people, we have probably caused insecurities in others, right? So it's like, that's another reason for us to give people grace when we evaluate our lives and we start looking back at why some of these feelings are here or some of these insecurities are here. We can see that like, man, I've probably caused insecurities in other people. So let me forgive. Let me let people off the hook because I would want to be let off the hook. Some of it was intentional and some of it was unintentional. So we have to give people grace, whether that be family members or whatever, co-workers. We have to learn to give people grace um, because we're human and we're going to mess up. I think a part of healing from insecurities is really evaluating where they come from. When did you first feel this feeling of insecurity? When did you first feel insecure? Trace that thing back to where it started and start asking God to heal you. Lord, I forgive every person that teased me for my teeth. This is something I literally had to do. I forgive every person who mocked me for my teeth or roasted me for my teeth. I forgive everyone that said I look like a man. I forgive everybody that hurt me or said mean things. I forgive my father for leaving me. Like, I know this is deep, but but sis, you got to do it because that stuff is lingering. And imagine if you've never really dealt with it or forgave people. All that stuff is inside of you just lingering waiting you know to pop off because it's ir irritated or triggered so you know unforgiveness in our heart because of those things will cause us to be insecure and not to see ourselves in the right perspective so you got to get to the root of where your insecurities come from insecurities will exhaust you like um you feel pressured to keep up with people end up always chasing the next thing I'm chasing the money I'm chasing the job I'm chasing the perfect career the perfect marriage my perfect kids I'm chasing all these things I'm gonna really talk about this in depth in a upcoming episode but one of the things that I know a lot of people do when they feel insecure is they try to you know 
achieve things. They try to join organizations. I know a lot of people that have joined fraternities and sororities so that they could feel validated because it gave them this leg up on everybody else the prestige that came with it it made them feel like somebody yeah they were doing some community service or you may be doing some community service but what is the root of you feeling like you needed to go and join an organization this is for christians to go and join an organization and you know say oaths to an organization And then come out feeling so prestigious and better than others and all of these things that God doesn't really like just so you could feel validated. That feeling that you had, that pride that you took when you came out of there, all those things, it did something for you. If we just being real, you can see it. I haven't done it, but I can see it on people who join. Like it changes them. They seem confident. They get this sense of identity and, you know, maybe they really, really feel good about what that organization stands for. But as Christians, if we don't take the time to really evaluate, why am I going after this? Is this not something that God could do for me? Sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to to go after extreme degrees or certain amounts of money in order to feel like we've arrived or we've achieved. For me, it was chasing rank. I need to make the rank of Sergeant Major, then everything's going to be perfect. Now I'm almost a Sergeant Major and I'm like, I don't want to be a Sergeant Major, right? Because... My goals and desires have changed, but I wanted that because I felt like that was going to make me valuable. I felt like that was going to add to my identity and solidify who I was as a person. So I needed to be a a, I needed to be a command star major. I wanted to be it Um, because I, I really thought that that was going to enhance my identity and make me feel secure in who I was achievement. Right. Um, So I just want us to be I want you to take a second and think about what have you been chasing in order for you to feel secure and good about yourself could you feel good and secure about yourself if you left that thing alone if you let it go if you denounced it if you put it down um Um, and that's something you got to be real about. What is that thing that you have picked up and, or what are you doing or what person have you attached yourself to so that you can feel good about yourself, regardless of what they stand for or what they represent. And consider if God has enough, if God has another alternative for you to find security. It's hard. It's a challenge, but it's doable. And it's and it's something that we it's something that we really have to do as Christians. People pleasing is people pleasing is exhausting when you're trying to change your body to get people to like you, change your attitude, change your personality, change all these things, change your lifestyle to get people to like you, it can be exhausting. What does God say you need to change? He loves you regardless of whether you change or not, but what does he say? You need to change. That's where we need to be. Instead of changing for other people, what does God say we need to do in order to be the best versions of ourselves? The problem with doing all of this stuff, chasing these things, these people and these 
achievements and all this stuff is that we'll never be good enough because people's minds are always changing. I like this today. I don't like this. Girl, you too fat. Girl, you too skinny. Girl, why are you losing all this weight? It will never be enough if you are trying to base your security on the ideas of people. So I want to free you from that today. Lord, I give up trying to please people and I commit myself to pleasing you. I know that you love me for who I am. You know, I'm going to mess up. You know, I'm going to get some stuff right. But you love me for who I am. So my desire is now to please you in Jesus name. Before you decided whether you were going to choose Jesus and accept him as your Lord and Savior, before you even got to that point, God had already sent Christ to die for you for the whole world because he loved us. The Bible also says that before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. Right. He knew you already. So he could have just like not formed you in your mother's womb, but he did it. He still chose to form you in your mother's womb, regardless of how that happened, regardless of what you're doing today. He still chose to form you in your mother's womb because he already knew everything that you'd be doing. So he is okay with you, girl. He loves you. Don't let people tell you that he don't because he does. He loves you. It's just time for us to start loving him back. And we do that by keeping his commandments. But that's a whole nother episode, okay? (laughs) You can't mess it up. There is nothing that you can do that can separate you from the love of God. This whole thing about you messed it up so bad that God can't forgive you. Since he has forgiven you, it is up to you to believe it. Some of the reason that you can't believe that may be because you haven't forgiven other people and you think God is like you. Well, Lord... You probably ain't forgiving me because you ain't forgave Johnny over there or Susie over there for doing whatever they did. But if you were to forgive them, you'd rest assured and feel confident that, man, God has forgiven me. So I can ask for this thing and know that it's done and it has no more control and power over me. Like, regardless of what I've done in the past, I'm okay. Like, you can look at me crazy or you can talk about me, but I'm secure and I know who I am in God because I have forgiven others. And the Bible says that forgive others just as your father in heaven has forgiven you. If you do not forgive others, I will not forgive you. So when we forgive other people, we know we're going to be forgiven. So I just want to encourage you in this moment, sis, forgive people. Forgive the person that hurt you. I mean, it might take some work. I'm not minimizing. Forgive the person that hurt you so that you can rest assured that God has forgiven you. He's not worried about what you did. He wants to forgive you for it. He needs you to forgive other people. So I just want to encourage you to forgive other people so that you can know that you can't mess this up with God. You literally have access to forgiveness if you forgive other people. So do it, girl. All right. Um, The last thing is, okay, no, number three, the third reason that you need to, <laughs> um, where is this? Um, what is this? Romans eight thirty one. The next, um, let me see, Romans. The other reason that you need to, the other reason that it's so good to just rely on God for your security is because Romans 8 and 31 says, what shall we say about wonderful things such as there? There's God. Oh, Romans 8 and 31 says, 
What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Girl, you're on the best team, okay? It don't matter who don't like you. It doesn't matter who is against you because you are on the winning team when you belong to Jesus. So if you're not on team Jesus, I need you to get on board, okay? I need you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Believe that he died on the cross for your sins and was risen again so that you could believe in him and have everlasting life. I need you to get on on board with Jesus so that you can have access to that because once you do that, it don't matter who don't like you. You know, you start to worry less about who doesn't like you and you start to focus more on who does because you're on the right team. The people on your team are going to love you for who you are and walk with you through those tough times, right? So the real Christians are going to help you walk through this stuff and help you get through things um, because we're on the right team and that's what God does for us. The last reason we need to get with God about our insecurities is because you need to know that God used people with insecurities. The people in the Bible were given to us as examples and he used people with some of the biggest insecurities to fulfill his purpose. Um, I was so encouraged by this when I was studying for this, um, people with insecurities in the Bible, Gideon, right? Gideon went and delivered the people of Israel from the Midianites. They were in bondage and he, God wanted him to go and deliver him. He was like, Lord, are you sure? I'm the weakest person from the weakest tribe and you want me to go and deliver these people. I can't do that, Lord. So he just kept telling the Lord, like, Lord, I'm weak. I, who am I? I can't do this. And God still chose him to use him. That was encouraging to me because the word says that God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. Like he didn't want somebody who knew they could accomplish it and who was like super, super strong for this particular moment. He wanted the weakest person from the weakest tribe to go and deliver these people so they couldn't get the glory. So no one else could get the glory. I'm probably thinking like he didn't send Gideon over here, the weakest person from the weakest tribe to deliver his people. He got to be crazy. No, he was God. And he knew that he could show up through this weak person because they weren't so prideful and boastful and God could use that because that's when he gets a chance to really show out. There's no way Gideon could have did it. It had to be God. I'm praying to be more like that Lord. Cause sometimes I could be a little too confident. Right. And I'm asking God to really help me with that. Right. Lord, I'm glad you give me this ability to be confident, but I don't want to be so prideful that I feel like it's all me and it's not you. Um, and so that's something that I'm praying on and, and working on, even in myself, right, to have balance and to make sure that I'm staying humble before God um, in those situations. So he can use me, too, girl. So we all out here working. Then he, then he used Moses. Moses was supposed to deliver the people out of Egypt. Right. Moses was like, Lord, I can barely talk. I can't even finish a whole sentence. I'm struggling out here to give a speech. And you want me to go talk to Pharaoh? What are we doing here, Lord? Like, are you sure you got the right person? He did not want to do it, but God used him. And guess what? He got those people right on up out of Egypt, didn't he? Even with his insecurities about his ability to speak. Some of y'all are afraid to speak because you don't have the big words or you don't know these different things. And God is like, girl, will you just talk? Let me speak through you. But you're afraid. You're insecure thinking that God can't use you. It's some people who don't understand big words and they need your little words to come and speak life to them. So let's go. Yes, let's go. Type in the chat, I'm going, if that was for you. 
Um, and then the last one. Okay. All of these blessed me, but this one really blessed me. The one about the woman at the well, y'all, she was so insecure. Y'all know nobody liked her. She had to go to the well on her own in the heat of the day. She couldn't go with all the women who were, you know, living right and, and saved and all that kind of stuff, you know, back in the day, what we would consider saved, right? She wasn't living holy like them. Um, and they w- would go early in the morning to pitch their water. Right. And she had to go in the heat of the day by herself, hot, tired, lonely and all this stuff. So Jesus went out of his way to meet this woman at the well. And she wasn't really used to men of his caliber talking to her. And he was asking her about herself, getting to know her. And she he asked her if she was married. And he she was like, no. And he was like, you're right. She's like, she didn't have a husband. And he was like, no, you're right. You've had five husbands and the one you have right now isn't even yours. And this woman was blown away. Like, who are you? You just called me out. How did you know this? Right. And even knowing that she had done all that stuff, knowing her past and her current situation, God still chose to accept her, to love her and to tell her that if if she were to drink his living water, she would never thirst again. And she was talking about how, you know, that her people were waiting on the Messiah. And he told her that I am he. I'm the one. I'm the I'm the Messiah. I'm the one that you guys have been waiting on. She received that in her heart. She received this thing about Jesus. And she went back telling everybody about Jesus. This woman who was talked about, didn't nobody want anything to do with her. They told her she was nothing. She was trash and all these different things. She had a horrible lifestyle. She was literally doing some, you know, some crazy stuff. God still offered her love and she chose to receive that love, told everybody about the man named Jesus. And so even in her insecure place of being where she was, because we know she had to be insecure, um, God was still able to use her. Um, So my point to telling you all of this is that God does not really care about your insecurities. Um, he still wants to use you. They exist maybe for him to get the glory, right? Maybe he made you weak so that he can use you to show his strength. Maybe he didn't give you eloquent speech so that he could glorify himself through you still being willing to speak. Whatever it is, whatever that insecurity is, whether God wants to use it to get glory or whether he wants to love you where you are and heal you from it, God wants you. He wants you with or without your insecurities. The only thing I will say is that if you know it is something that you can work on, work on it, sis. If you're insecure about something that you have the power to control, work on it. I know a lot of women who are insecure about their husbands because they are not in a place where they feel good about themselves. Sis, work on yourself. If that means you need to do some different things to feel good about your body, not for your husband or not for anybody else, for yourself, because God says that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, sis, work on yourself, right? If it's things that you can change to make yourself better and you can afford to do it, right, and you're doing it from a pure heart from the, for the right reasons, make those changes. Do the thing that you need to do in order to feel better about yourself if you have insecurities due to things that you can actually do something about and those things that you can't do anything about we got to learn to embrace them and when we do that he has space to use us for the purpose that he created us for so you have insecurities and that's okay we all do maybe they're going to go away and maybe they won't 
but God can use you either way. So while you're living your life, while you're doing all the things, while you're working on yourself, while you're um, deciding what you're going to work on, be intentional about being the woman that God has called you to be. Woman intentionally. Let's go.